0: Welcome to the Weekend Wrap-Up. This is Zoe, the intern here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Isaac and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. Mondays are hard sometimes, but it can help taking a positive outlook. Like Mark and Christy asking the question, what are you looking forward to? Here's their answer from earlier this week. What about
1: you? What are you looking forward to? Um, I am looking forward to Thursday evening.
2: Okay, what's going on?
1: My wife comes back from a work trip on Thursday night. Which means Hopefully, all the children will still be alive on Thursday evening. Are we've, you tired of holding down the fort, Mark? We've had the preventative conversations. I was sitting with the kids because she's just gone for a few days this week. But I was like, I sat down, I was like, "Look, we got to pull together. If we're gonna get through this, I need everybody all in."
2: Oh my goodness!
1: We need. We got to divide and conquer. Yeah. When it comes to meals. Cleaning up, <laughs> basic survival skills. See,
2: I think that's good for you. I think her going away is good for you. It
1: is, and we try to divide stuff up. It's not like I'm completely incompetent, but she's she's yeah. by far the all star in the family. So, um, I love so how you need to, to
2: divide up the the labor or the the needs where she doesn't divide up. Like, you're like, okay, I got to have my team here.
1: I'm like, well, yeah, it takes a lot of us to keep up with her. Yeah. She's pretty amazing. So, yes, I'm already looking forward to Thursday when all things will be made right.
2: Well, that's good. Yes. Well, I'm glad you're developing even more appreciation for her. <laughs> Thank that's you. That's great. Uh-huh. What about you? Um, You know what? I'm looking forward to not driving in fear that my sunroof is going to shatter on top of my head.
1: Okay, now What? <laughs>
2: So my vehicle, yeah. Friday, I'm driving home. In the middle of the road, nothing is above my head. Okay, like above my vehicle, just driving down, going about 45 miles per hour.
1: And don't you have you have one of those like bigger sunroof? Like yeah, long it's like ones, the right? panoramic sunroof through. that goes okay. from the
2: front to the back. Yeah. And I had the shade pulled over though, so I couldn't see the glass. And all of a sudden, I hear this. And then I'm like, "What? Did something just hit the top of my car, or what was that?" But I knew it was the the window
1: up okay, top. You couldn't but
2: tell. I couldn't see it. So then I I slowly pressed that little, kind of reluctantly, you know, kind of scared <laughs> like because what I am thought I gonna find because the I could hear kind of the veins, you know, like when ice is oh, cracking, that's terrible. So I could hear the veins kind of going out, like Shh. like I was like, "Oh my goodness, this thing's about to shatter all over me." But anyway, I pulled up back just barely, and then I saw. That it was. It was It was it shattered. Completely and, shattered? Yeah. And I was like, this thing's about to fall. So then I put it back. Okay. I, like, wait, 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 I, wait, I put the shade back. So I was, that was like, what's your oh, solution? Shoot. Yeah. I'm just going, okay. Yeah, we're just going to act like it's not there. Out of sight, out of mind. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I call the Kia place and uh, I talk to them and. They were like, okay, well, can you bring it in like right now? And so I took half the day off Friday yeah, because number one is going to be in the mid-70s beautiful. and it was the LPGA. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, priorities, right? <laughs> and he's like, can you bring it in today? I mean, it's kind of something pretty, you know, it's an emergency. We probably need to take care of that ASAP. And I was like, um, no, I, I can't. <laughs> I'm going to be on the golf course and <laughs> that's so you this it? is my day off. <laughs> And I'm going to the golf course, bro. <laughs> so is it fixed yet? No. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to getting it fixed.
1: Okay. That's all I'm saying. You're like, you know what? But you know what? It's fine. I put the cover back on. That's
2: right. We're just going to like it's not there. I've and got some
1: golf to go watch. That's
2: right. And, and I saw a hole-in-one on Friday, so it was all worth it.
1: That's so. awesome. That's pretty cool.
0: I appreciate the sense of calm Christy has about her situation. An attitude of, like, it's fine, I can fix it later, as opposed to panic and rushing to get it done. She values her time off, her vacation, and that's kind of what I need to do more often, so she's kind of like a role model for me right now. And at the same time, I really hope that sunroof gets fixed because driving with broken glass sounds a little dangerous. Speaking of dangerous, here's our positive, difference story, highlighting an amazing organization that helps with dangerous situations like the Hurricane Ian in Florida.
1: So we've been talking about thinking about praying for the folks in Florida this morning. There's mm-hmm. like 2.3 million people without power yeah, in Florida alone. And our positive, difference story of the day today, the folks at Convoy of Hope. Christian Relief Organization, based right out of Springfield, so just up the road from us. They are there on the ground, ready to help. In fact, they had a little update yesterday as the trucks were on their way.
3: Even as we speak right now, Hurricane Ian is bearing down on the west coast of Florida, a high Category 4 hurricane, nearly Cat 5 strength. Our team is en route as we speak with supplies and equipment so that we can respond to the needs of those that have been affected by this devastating storm.
1: And the videos of it. I mean, we're talking trucks and trucks and trucks. Mm -hmm. A true convoy of hope. We're literally there to help. Uh, By the way, if you're looking for an organization to partner with and you want to help, they're a great option. There's plenty of them. Obviously, they're helping, but um, we love what they do and the why they do it. Um, for $15, you can donate to help create a family hygiene kit. $33 provides relief supplies for a family of four for an entire day. 50 bucks will provide a what they call a relief bucket, which has got all kinds of other extra stuff just to help in the digging out and getting through day by day. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they're doing a great work, and they always show up, right, in in devastating circumstances. And just thank you, Convoy of Hope, for what you do.
1: Yeah, and I think there's something about no matter what kind of storm, any kind of storm in your life, it begs the question, like, God, where are you? Why? (laughs) And some things don't have good answers. But for them to be able to be there on the ground and be able to literally show and tell that God loves you, I think is really powerful. Absolutely. There's a link uh, to Convoy of Hope on the KLRC Morning Show Facebook page if you want to check that out, or you can check out their website as well.
0: I think it's really easy to think in times of crisis that God is going to be the one doing everything. And I mean, in a way he does, but the way he chooses to work is often through his people through us. It's through organizations like Convoy of Hope that God's work is being done to help in these situations, and you can be a part of that. If you're looking to help those in need with cur- Hurricane Ian. <laughs> if you're looking to help those in need with Hurricane Ian, I hope you'll check out Convoy of Hope. God's work never stops, but sometimes we do need to stop. Here's Mark and Christie talking about how men and women view rest and relief and those differences.
1: It's Mark and Christy. Thanks for letting us hang out with you. If you're just joining the conversation around the breakfast table, we were talking about this article from Shanti Fieldon. Mm-hmm. She's one of those relationship experts, researchers. She was talking about the common ground between men and women mm-hmm. is we're all pretty weary. Not just tired like an apple solve it, but like right. weary. But yeah. we tend to be weary and it's somewhat stereotypes, but it tends to hold true on the research that we tend to be weary for different reasons. Women a lot more like, I got to keep up with all this activity, the mom stuff, the right. wife stuff, whatever Kids, it might wife, be. house, school, all of yeah, that. I've yeah, I've got to do all of that and then add even more when they ask for more. Right. And a lot of times it's connected to identity. Mm-hmm. Guys, they tend to be a lot more like, no, I've got, I'm supposed to be the provider, the protector, and mm-hmm. so I've got to like take every phone call in the middle of the night from the boss and all this because it's the weight of being the protector and provider it's all on my shoulders Mm -hmm. again that's that's not healthy identity either
2: yeah and i i think if we really take a look at it it's all this undercurrent of this feeling of i'm not enough and i've got to kind of prove myself here um, when really god says we are enough and he just wants us to do the, the best we can in that day, like do the next right thing. Right. And he'll meet us there and and
1: cast those cares and mm-hmm. worries on him. Yeah. I love um, she quotes Matthew chapter 11 when Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary mm. and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you. Here's what she said. I never thought of this, but she said a yoke is designed to help a burdened beast Plow the field in the heat of the day. Jesus didn't say, take the yoke off your shoulders and go back to the barn and mm. find rest. No, he's saying that we can be about our work in the middle of the day and still find rest for mm-hmm. our souls by yeah. putting his yoke on. And I was like, oh, because so many times I just think, oh, if I'll just take a vacation, I'll be fine. No, like in the middle of a busy day today, somehow I can find rest.
2: Yeah, and I think it's a just another you know, thought towards that, how so much of our, um, depletion comes from the mental and emotional weight. And he's saying we can give that to him. And and if we do, then we can go about our business, just like you're saying.
1: And lock in our identity to him.
0: Everything Mark and Christy shared personally touched my heart. I've been feeling especially weary in this season of life I'm in right now. And the fact that Mark pointed out about the yoke really got to me because that's where I am right now. The donkey or yak or whatever, some animal in a field in a hot summer day. I need Jesus, that yoke, to help me through it. If you're feeling especially weary right now, I think this helps. I think turning my eyes to Jesus and remembering I can lean on him will help me through these exhausting days. And maybe it will for you too. Something that also helps is listening to a fun podcast like this one. So you're already headed in the right direction. Here's Isaac from Middays.
3: So eating out at restaurants is getting expensive. Inflation has hit basically everything to the point where it's expensive to take your entire family out for dinner. But one place, specifically Angie's Oyster Bar in Singapore, has said, you know what? It's going to be even more expensive if you have a noisy child. The restaurant has a new screaming and uncontrolled child policy where they charge an additional $7. My question, though, is what parent is bringing their kid to an oyster bar? Like, I don't know that that's. I loved seafood as a kid, but like catfish and hush puppies and like crabs? Uh, Oysters, that's a new. New level, I'm not sure. So maybe your kid is screaming because you took him to an oyster bar. That's my thought. I'd be screaming too at this point, honestly.
0: I have probably way too many thoughts on the issue of crying kids in restaurants, probably because I came from a very well-disciplined household, so that just wasn't an issue with me and my siblings. So seeing parents with inconsolable children just fills me with way too many opinions. But I agree with you, Isaac. Why are you bringing your kids to an oyster bar? That's that's a bit strange. But a policy like this would very likely discourage parents from bringing their kids, right? So it solves the restaurant's problem. Speaking of problems, I think we all got a phone problem in today's day and age. Here's Isaac talking about how our phone distractions can lead to loneliness and sadness.
3: Going for my smartphone when I'm bored is now a reflexive activity. It's been something that can sort of quickly pacify me when i am got five or ten minutes of time, but a new study has me thinking that that's not the best idea. Uh, research has found that if you're searching for meaning and distractions on social media and your smartphone, it can inadvertently lead to feelings of despair and sadness and loneliness, Sociology researchers from Baylor University and Campbell University say that smartphones provide access to limitless information, which can lead people to mistakenly believe that they're actively searching for a higher, ultimate meaning. Now, that gets a little bit bigger picture, but in reality, their endless search is an endgame itself, and users are simply feeding into a technology addiction. The researchers say that the complex relationship between meaning-seeking and limitless data finding at people's fingertips has ties to feelings of unhappiness, depression, and loneliness. So a lot of the times I can just fall down a hole of kind of browsing through, uh, tapping through different YouTube and Wikipedia uh, videos and articles, and it can just lead to a little bit of kind of a time vacuum that I'm trying to avoid. I'm trying to cut back on it as much as I can. So the next time I reach for that smartphone, I might pause for a second and go, okay, what's my objective here? when I'm picking my phone up? It's a question that I haven't really ever asked myself. I just kind of pick up my phone and open one of my favorite apps. Now I'm trying to pause a little bit more and go, okay, do I have a time limit that I wanna set for myself? Do I wanna have something that I'm specifically looking up or am I just jumping on this thing to kill time? And sometimes that answer is okay. You can kill time on your phone. It's a great device for that. But sometimes I don't wanna kill all my time. Sometimes I can wake up from scrolling for 30 minutes and I go, oh my gosh, where did the time go? I want to cut back on that, I think.
0: When I took a break from social media on my phone, it was so great. I had so much more productivity. I was positive, focused, and I really need to do it again. Instagram just isn't worth it. But it's so hard when so much of our world focuses on it. If you're trying to stay focused and organized, you might want to take some tips from Robert's new dog. (laughs) you
4: <laughs> It can be a humbling moment when you realize your dog might just be more organized than you are. I'm Robert on 90.9 KLRC, and we've got a rather new dog to our family. Uh, she's a Blue Heeler, Australian Shepherd mix, and I came down the stairs, and she had lined up on the couch all of her chew toys in a row. I asked around to see if anyone had done this just to trick me. Everyone in my family does not denies it. Our dog did this so perfectly, and she just lays over them, kind of protecting her toys, and I thought, you know, if I could just have my desk at work halfway organized like this dog, I'd get a lot more done.
0: As soon as he said "Blue Heeler, Australian Shepherd," I knew exactly what was going on. Australian Shepherds are herding dogs, obviously from being, you know, sheep dogs, and they're very protective and crazy smart. So smart, in fact, that they get bored if you don't train or challenge them enough. I wanted an Australian Shepherd dog at one point, and so I'd researched them a lot. They're one of my favorite breeds. I'm sure Robert is going to have his hands full keeping up with her. And honestly, how are we supposed to keep up with this inflation? Robert has some ideas. 90.9
4: KLRC. Hey, it's Robert. Just talking about those things that help make life a little bit easier. And so some cooking hacks. I was uh, talking with a buddy of mine who was sharing that butter prices are supposed to rise again. And he's like, oh no, kind of joking around. What am I going to do about my grilled cheese sandwiches? And I learned a while back, hey, what about not using butter? Use a light glaze of mayo on the bread instead. And ooh, it's like a perfect, crispy perfection. And then he gave me another tip about cooking. He said, use your waffle maker to make just about everything else you hadn't thought of. So you can throw in hash browns, even eggs in there. It's kind of crazy.
0: I've known about the mayo grilled cheese tip for years, but I've never tried it. I'm just kind of scared for some reason, but I think I should try out that waffle thing. Sounds like fun. You know, what's also fun Anson and Kara, obviously.
5: Anthony, you remember that old commercial? Or Maybe it's not old. Maybe it's new. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, this weekend I um, discovered a new one. That is, what would you do for pumpkin pie?
6: Oh, <laughs> well, if you're asking me, yeah. I would do a lot. <laughs> I know.
5: Okay, well, it turns out um, I would too. Yeah. My husband and I were camping with some friends this weekend and we're sitting around and it's like getting, getting a little later mm-hmm. at night and all of a sudden couple of us were like you know what sounds really good right now some pumpkin pie ah, okay. Now, keep in mind we're camping right so like we're out in like the woods enjoying nature easy
6: it's not pumpkin pie making <laughs> conditions
5: not really and so at first we we're like oh you know that'd be that'd be cool and yeah. then the more we like sat there and thought about it we're like yeah, we're gonna need to go get some pie. Oh wow. And so we loaded up and left and it's it's like nighttime and the stores are closing soon. And we actually called one store and was like, Hey, do you guys have pumpkin pie? And they're like, Yes, we do. So we went to that store first. Uh-huh. We go in, we search the bakery section. No pumpkin pie. Oh, no. And then we were like, oh, did they think we were asking for frozen pumpkin pie? Because that's not. No, that's <laughs> it's not, not going to work for you. It's not going to work. Okay. So we went to another grocery store. Only the best. That's right. We went to another one and we were like, surely this one, it's bigger. It will have it. Yeah. No pumpkin pie.
6: Oh, no. We we're
5: like, OK, this is just getting sad. So yeah. finally, the third one we went to oh, we found the pumpkin pie. <laughs> and so we got some pumpkin pie. We got some lip cream. We went back to camp. We enjoyed <laughs> our guys pumpkin
3: pie. You were really roughing it out there camping. <laughs> That's
6: right.
0: <laughs> I love pumpkin pie. It is probably my favorite pie. I have cans of pumpkin puree in my cabinet since from last year. And I've just been waiting to use them again at an appropriate fall time. Because I don't know why. I just think people will think I'm insane if I make a pumpkin pie in the summer. But now, after hearing Kara's story, I think I'm the crazy one for not making a pumpkin pie whenever I want. It's so good. Should probably give her a piece if I make some. Up next is Anson sharing his most recent experience rounding up the family for church.
6: So yesterday, Sunday morning, my wife shook me awake to let me know that our car wasn't starting.
0: Oh, no.
3: It's always
6: fun when you wake up to news like that, right? My wife, she works for our church as the director of family ministry, so she usually leaves a little early and then me and the kids follow a little later at Sunday school time. And so that news uh, was just the start of a pretty challenging morning for all of us getting out of the house to make it to church on time. Yeah. And I have a feeling I'm not the only parent. That often leaves home on Sunday mornings feeling a little discouraged and fatigued.
3: Yeah. right.
6: Like getting the kids out of the bed when they're still sleepy, Ugh. interrupting your carefully orchestrated nap schedule for your baby or for your toddler. Totally. Using handfuls of Cheerios to bridge the gap <laughs> to lunch with your kids at church. <laughs> Church can be hard for families of young kids. It's true. But I read some encouraging words today from Megan Hill that reminded me of why we put ourselves and our kids oh. through this. If the Lord has called Sunday blessed and has made it for our good, then we can rejoice in it, not only for ourselves, but also for our kids. Hmm. Because on Sundays, the Lord teaches us, even the youngest of us, something about himself and... And his grace Mm. in the corporate worship of Sunday mornings. God is giving us rest. That's better than sleep Mm. food. That's better than lunch, even when it doesn't always feel that way. Mm. So I love this point from Megan. She concludes with this. I often wonder about those children whose parents brought them to Jesus so he could pray for them. Probably some of them had to miss their naps or eat a later (laughs) lunch. They may have been fussy or overstimulated by the crowd, but for the rest of their lives, they would know that mommy and daddy brought them to Jesus Mm. for the rest of their lives. They would be changed. Because the Lord took them in his arms and interceded for their souls. Hmm. So every Sunday, Christian parents have an opportunity to bring their little ones to Jesus. It might be disruptive, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Hmm.
0: I am not a parent. I'm actually a rather new adult. And as a young adult, I struggle to get myself to church on time. I can't imagine wrangling small kids to get there. So kudos to you if you're a parent getting them to church. And I think Anson is right it's important to bring them despite the chaos. Besides, kids are no strangers to chaos and disruption. I'd say they are masters at doing exactly that. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.